Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal So Beef. With me, of course, my good friend Polahoko. Hey yeah. My good friend RN Ronan. Hello. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Good evening. <laughs> my good friend Jim. Hey everybody. Hmm. All I right. don't even want this. <laughs> this podcast? You just save it for opening during podcast and then just throw it away. That's literally me. Let's just stream Enter the Gungeon. We don't need to do this podcast or have the Dr. Pepper. It's fine. Anyway. I had one next to me and I'm just like, man, I don't feel like drinking right now, so I'm not going to open it. Wow. <laughs> the restraint. Yeah. Shocking. Okay, go back. You open that pop. We have to have a good opening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> don't want to. In the end, we, we should do like a super cut of every drink opening sound from the episode. Anyway. That would be pretty cool. By the way, uh, I'm just in a weird recording setup because I'm in an unfinished basement, which I've been streaming as we're redoing our basement, so I'm not in my usual place. But, um, you know, it's funny, and, and this is just a quick derail. I was I was watching a thing on how to podcast better. Whoa. Hey, why don't you link that to the rest of us, buddy? <laughs> I'll just tell you my two takeaways, apparently, which I'm trying now because I forgot. Uh, smile. When you talk, it apparently makes your voice sound better. And uh, so I'm smiling like an idiot while I'm saying this. <laughs> I don't think this is working very well. But I don't. I don't think they mean like just grin like a jerk. But. I'm constantly laughing at my own jokes, which is why my voice sounds great. Yeah, that's something. Um, <laughs> the other thing is to stand, which I'm also doing, but that's because I'm forced to in this position. But apparently, like you're more animated and you're kind of more lively. I don't know. That's what the lady doing the video said. So whatever. Yeah. We have a surprising number of people at our place that do the standing desk thing. And I can't understand it. Mm. It's like, but this is like podcast, like you're doing a podcast, but now you're just a stand-up comedian in a room by yourself. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Be sure to move sure. your hands a lot when you're talking too. That adds to the whole thing. I do. Folks, listen. Am I right? <laughs> oh my God. Um... Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. We're Visual Novel Book Club. Listen, you've been reading this Stein's Gate thing all the kids are into? It's like time travel, but what? Anyway. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? <laughs> Have you seen this? You heard about this? <laughs> time <to> control! <laughs> so chapter nine begins as we send the the email to Luca's mom to uh, cancel out the message that we sent before uh, to change Luca back to uh, having different genitals and uh, Rintaro immediately verifies this when reality changes by asking like he should have done a long time ago in the other He's time. growing. So he's, he's really yeah he's growing as a character. <laughs> <laughs> and then but not too much because then he just straight up asks Luca if she still likes him and she can't answer. <laughs> well, he does show a little bit of maturity. He's like, well, it, I can't force it. Luke is never going to tell me, so I might as well just leave it alone, which is probably the best thing he could do. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't want to press because I'm not strong enough to accept the consequences of making Luca confront her feelings, which is a lot. <sighs> yeah, this is also, I mean, it, it, this it, this whole thing pushes into this area of 
equating sexual attraction with gender, which isn't even remotely anything that should be, but you know, it's just it's it's awkward writing. This is almost every time they take on Luca, we get some more awkward writing, and this is some of that. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's there, there's an attempt at at real feelings and you know suppression of those and all that kind of stuff, which I understand, but it's just hmm, that doesn't hit. I, I don't know. I think I think we're entirely just guilty that he can't um, like return. Lucas love when he's biologically a man. And we see that even when Luca co- even when Luca um, is uh, assigned female at birth, that he still doesn't return her feelings, right? Like they in the Luca ending, like yeah. Luca does something, which is the time travel, which like allows them to like grow closer together. But up until that point, it was like you know we're not actually we're not actually that compatible, and so I think it. It, it definitely shows that, like, they, they're not compatible, even if Rintaro had more, like, I guess, progressive ideas about sex and gender and them being separate. Um, he's just not attracted to Luca. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, so it's, we have Luca who's like, well, now, you know, I can't, I can't admit this in this reality with this body. Uh, as I am now, and um, but also Rintaro would still Rintaro would still reject Luca. Anyway, the whole thing makes me very sad. So Luca still still in a bad situation, still sad. But hopefully, I hope that in this timeline, in this reality, Luca kind of is able to like you know, in a couple years, she's gonna forget all about Rintaro, she's gonna have a crush on somebody else, and she's gonna be like, man, what did I ever, what a childish crush I had on that Chunie. There's so much better out there, you know? Yeah, like... Or she regrets it forever. No. Who who would ever regret having a crush on Rintaro? <laughs> what a catch! What a catch! About, like, seven people are going to regret having a crush on Rintaro, apparently. Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. I don't think, yeah. The anti-harem game. I don't think anybody, yeah. I, I don't think she's going to feel bad about it when she uh, dates somebody else later. A little <laughs> bit of emotional life. maturity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But so, the IBN 5100 is still gone uh, because mm. Rintaro has not corrected everything. Um, but what happened to it has changed. Um. Yeah, and so in this reality, it's just so like um, in this reality now, the IBM fifty one hundred is gone and it's been stolen. But it, like mm. under Recently, the circumstances, yeah. means that like oh, Luca wouldn't have been there, and clearly it's been broken into. So someone who knew it was at the shrine broke in and took it. So Luca's not involved in this at all. Right. So at this point in the chapter, if it wasn't entirely obvious, the whole. If it wasn't, if we, if you didn't already figure it out, like, this is about the point, I think, where the reader figures out, like, oh, like, if we haven't already, like, oh, that was Moika, like, she texted herself, right. where it was. But it takes Rintaro a long time to figure this out. It takes him forever to get to this point. And I think we all figured it out probably four or five episodes back. I figured it out the moment, the moment it happened. Uh, probably yeah. the moment it happened. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, Mocha did a thing, and now the thing is gone, so cause and effect. Yeah, immediately. Immediately when she started killing people. <laughs> I think I, I think to be total, I mean, this is tricky because 
the obvious like way that this story or at least this branch of it is supposed to be going down is Rintaro is trying to undo everything that's done almost like a stack if you're used to the mm-hmm. CS, the computer science yes. architect you know but like and the thing is if he had realized it right away and he tries to undo that without undoing everything else that's kind of hard to write i would be i would have trouble yeah. that's the i would have trouble rule that's how you know it's difficult yeah what is time but last and first out you don't want your time to be on a FIFO system it also like the game kind of glosses over this yeah but when he realizes that like oh wait it's that first you know like communication that went through that that absolutely affected what happened and that it's the person who later would go on to reveal herself to be in this group that we're opposing he doesn't go back and be like oh wait a second Lucas timeline is completely fucked and it doesn't need to be like this could have been fine for her if I had just gone back <laughs> and re- realized in the beginning as I should have it no but I, 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 I don't think that would work if, yeah. if you would fix Moeka's um, message first then the IBM 51000 would still not be there because um, the rest of the st- things happened to it yeah I think Luca would have still broke it like the, yeah I, I think it, or it wouldn't be there in the first place because um, Ferris's dad is alive well Luca wouldn't it wouldn't have happened right so like it wouldn't have happened but at least like he's not like there's leaving the possibility open that it could have I think well I kind of what I was getting at like but flippantly is when you talk about what you're doing to time here, I think it's easier to say, like, I'm not that Rintaro's thinking of this, but that, like, if you undo the last thing you change, you're at least more assured of getting back to the timeline you were previously at. But if you go farther back and change something, like, much earlier, you're just off in a completely different thing now. Yeah, it could end up, like, untangling Christmas lights. Right, this is, like, kind of Rintaro... Like, in order to do this story, this is Rintaro's kind of detective work. And I just mean not not even, like, from a theme standpoint, but just from, like, a logistical plot standpoint, kind of. This is his way of figuring out how to get back to where he was. This is his complicated back-to-the-future scenario. Except of one step, it's multiple. So he has to untie each knot. If he just unties the last knot, it doesn't work? I think... Either not, maybe maybe not that it doesn't work, but it overcomplicates this to an extreme degree. Okay, because now you have things that changed. To use a weird word for this, after the time changed, that uh, God, it's so hard to talk about this. Like things that changed, cause and effect wise, after that and maybe not chronologically after anymore i think at least we're supposed to understand in the world of this game that yeah that's what would happen that it would not work just to undo moeka's change although in theory there's also but here's the thing also that's theoretically possible undoing moeka's change might undo the others because maybe you don't do those d-mails now but the problem is maybe you do completely different ones well, you're still doing, you're, yeah. You're still doing emails, though. Even under, even in this timeline, it just turned out that that she didn't do anything, right? But I mean, that's well, that's the tricky part of all of this. Like, are you? Like, that's the thing you don't know anymore. Like, it's that's why this is hard to write because yeah. Yeah, I, if, I if, don't, I don't even think that works because he didn't actually send the emails in this timeline. Um, they disappeared after he sends them. The timeline changed, and it, it doesn't actually them in this timeline so right so we're already off so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's complicated Oof, this is <laughs> yeah 
Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Does he, does it send, like, it sends a second one. Like, the person does see, like, a second email that's like, wait, don't do this. Or does it undo the email? It's like once you send the email, it, it, it appears in the in the inbox of the person you sent it to, but it disappears from your outbox. So you didn't actually send it mm. in the new timeline. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, right. It, it's complicated. If, even if Rintaro didn't figure it out, though, this would screw you, right? It could theoretically screw you because if you were to go, if you were to skip steps like that, you don't know in the new timeline what new emails you might have sent as a result of undoing the previous one. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that is the big thing. The safest way is, is to do it like a step. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to go each step because then you know what timeline you're in when you get back to each one, and you know where you can get back to. Exactly, yeah. So if you ever decide to fuck up time, just remember the advice you heard here. It's best to do it in reverse chronological order. That's why they call me Slow Beef the Time Mage. Or they will. From now <laughs> they on. They, no, they did. No, hold on, I'm going to send this email back and then they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I just got a text message not to make the joke that you were about to make. That's that's okay. I got a tweet last week about it. <laughs> I just got a pager message and But I did it anyway. That's the the, the future refused to change. <laughs> if you got a if you got a, a message from yourself in the future saying not to make a joke because it was bad, would you listen? No, I'd double down. Cause yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't like future me. He's stupid and he knows too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brintaro still believes that Moika told herself not to buy a new cell phone. Um, <sighs> so he needs, his problem is that he needs to send a email from her phone to her. Because that's what she sent it from her phone. Um, and why can't he just spoof it? Why is that? Isn't there a reason? He is it because he just doesn't have her number anymore? Um, yeah, I'm not sure he ever he ever had his her number. He had an email. Yeah. Email. Yeah, they established that. Oh, but wait, that, that's but but that's all he needs. Yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, email. Can he just spoof her email? Email's pretty easy to spoof. Yeah, although does yeah, but he never actually asks uh, any for any help with that. I don't think he could. But he yeah, could. if he asked Daru, Daru would probably yeah. be like, let's just let's. Especially spoofing a, a cell phone email. But 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 later, when he actually does try to send the thing, it doesn't work because that's not what she sent. So it wouldn't have mattered. Even if he had known he could spoof it, it wouldn't have worked anyway. With the information that he had at the time. Uh, so he has to figure out what to do. And uh, Rintaro goes and talks to Karisu again. And he says, we need to talk. And she says, again. Um... Which is not explained, I think. Um, it, it just It's a moment where it's like, how many times have we done this? Well, there's the implication in one of the previous chapters that she's starting to get a feeling about, you know, like so at least deja vu about this stuff. Like, she's realizing there are the timelines just by being associated with him. She's kind of getting an idea of it, but uh, it's, it's just weird. Again. Yeah, so... Sorry, I started to read about SMS spoofing while we were talking. <laughs> Would you like to go into a 20-minute tangent, brother? I could talk about uh, sim swapping, but that's not the same thing. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, Rintaro wants Krisu to go to Kamima with Mayuri to confirm 
to him when Mayuri dies, so he knows how long he has to find Moika. <laughs> yeah, and this is on the timeline where we're still in the time where Mayuri is just destined to die, but apparently it's just as a heart attack at Komima, not like being killed by mercenaries this time. Yeah, and, and a day later than, than previously, but he doesn't know it yet. Yeah, and uh, so Rintaro starts his... So he starts trying to figure out where... He needs to find Moika and get her phone. Um, he doesn't know, you know, he doesn't have any idea what to expect, and he starts by visiting the company that she claimed to work for, which is Arc Rewrite. Um, so I'm kind of shocked that Arc Rewrite is just a real-ass place and not a CERN front, like, and, <laughs> um, and, and Moik, and so he, he goes up to Arc Rewrite, it's just like a building. Maybe that wouldn't have been there if he hadn't undone the other things first as well. Certainly not, um... If it was, like, if, if Akibara was different, maybe mm. it would be a different place. Anyway, whatever. Um, Rintaro starts by visiting Arc Rewrite. Uh, he talks to a guy as he's coming out that he's looking for Moeka, and he's like, nobody works here by that name. Um, also, Arc Rewrite is, like, a real business and not a front for CERN, so he doesn't just immediately get shut out. Um, but, and that, that means that the man from Arc Rewrite is willing to give Rintaro Moeka's resume, because I think he claims to be, like, a relative or something. Yeah. No, he, he doesn't remember at first, and then he remembers there was a girl that worked there for, like, two days. Yeah, yeah so, in, like, an intern that worked there for two days and then quit, mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this guy, but this guy gives Rintaro her resume, like, here's her contact information. She's very unethical. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I guess, like mad because <laughs> she quit. So he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so whatever that works. Um, so Rintaro gets her address that was on her resume. I feel like that's the game is just throwing its hands up at this point. It's like whatever he gets he the information. It. What? Yeah. What do you want? Better. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I feel like there really are people, though, who are, like, kind of ignorant enough to be like, yeah, you can have a resume. Like, obviously, if you're asking for a resume, you must be an employee. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, I've, I've been listening to a lot of, like, privacy and security, like, podcasts and stuff, and it's all... Hi, sir, I'm here from the password inspector. <laughs> you know, that's what, but, like, there really are people, unfortunately, who are like that, so I'm not, like, I'm not, be I'm not, like, doing too much of this, especially in, like... I don't know, two th like... 2009. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that was so long ago, but still, but I can I can see. <laughs> yeah. I could see, like, an HR, like, a temp agency or something, like, yeah, here you go. Oh. Like, and not even thinking twice about yeah. it. Also, I can just tell you from working in, like, corporate America in, like, especially if, like, say, your, your employee base tends to trend older, sometimes mm -hmm. their thought will just be, well, why would you even know this person who worked here for two days? So, exactly. Screw it, I'll just give yeah. it to you. And like that, that'll still happen today. Like they, like that'll still happen today if you get somebody who isn't quite cued into the whole thing of like, oh no, you you don't want to give out personal information, or we could get in serious trouble for this. Or like people in like customer service or like HR things, like they their whole job is about being helpful. Yeah. And like fulfilling requests and things like that. So there's a natural inclination, like if you need information, I can give you information. That's fine. And like nowadays, like more modern people are like kind of clued into. I shouldn't just be giving out, especially employee information. But it, this is not outside the. This is not even like that far fetched to me at all. Truthfully, yep. 
So he gets the address, and when he arrives at the address, it's like a, it's not a hotel or a motel. It's like a it's an it's an apartment complex, but it's like a rundown apartment complex. Yeah. And when he gets there, it has been uh, sectioned off by police. There's do not cross tape everywhere, and uh, a police officer. Uh, notices him and is like oh are you like family or whatever and he's like no but I knew her and uh, he says that Moika committed suicide yesterday mm-hmm. and at this point I was like well of course as soon as she secured the IBM 5100 of course CERN would kill her so that uh, no time traveler could get to her yeah. so uh, she has no known relatives um, so the police officer asks Rintaro to go identify the body <laughs> um, but it just kind of like skips over that, thank God. I mean, that part is a little far fetched, but anyway. Yeah, and also like the poli- like the police in this game are the most incompetent police you could possibly have. They can't do anything. <laughs> they can't catch anyone or get involved when people start killing each other in the streets or anything. <laughs> when so Rintaro is like, well, I have to time leap back to before she killed herself. Um, and uh, so when he goes, and so he goes back to the lab in order to get to the time leap machine. And when he returns, someone is using the time leap machine. But whoever used it has disappeared. Who do we think it is? Karisu. Yeah, I guess that's really the only other person it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at mysteries. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be right. And then she said again earlier, like. Mm. Wait, we, we, we know who it is, though, because we read to the end of the chapter, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> okay. So. 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 Who could it be? We don't know. We don't know yet in this chat. We got a lot to go through. Um, so, Rintaro time leaps anyway. Uh, you can choose not to time Did leap. Did we skip over um, Kurisu um, phoning him about when, when Mayuri dies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's, a, that's a difficult thing. Yeah, that, that was rough. depressing, so I didn't write it in my notes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Kurisu was, was okay with going with Mayuri, knowing that she was going to die, but once it actually, actually happens, and she calls him, she's, she's, like, really messed up in the phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I mean, I, like, I, she knew it theoretically, that theoretically it's going to happen, but she didn't actually believe it was going to happen. Yeah. Which is, once it does, she... That's a totally human reaction where, like, someone could be like, you could totally try to break this down to, I'm, I'm, you know, this is all facts. I understand this hap- This is going to happen. I can deal with it. And then when someone actually dies in front of you, you're like, oh, my God. Like, th- I, I have no words to express what happened. And it, it's sad. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, you can, Ritaro is going to, is about to time leap, and you can choose not to time leap. Uh, and that, you get to see Mayuri die again, and that happens. And then you time leap. Um, and you, he goes back to four days before Malika's suicide, and goes back to her apartment. She's there. Um, she's just sitting on the floor in the dark, uh, looking at her phone. Uh, not reacting. Not reacting to anything that's going on. Just like real scary kind of level of depression. Definitely looks like someone who's going to commit suicide in four days. And um, she, uh, he, like goes up and talks to her, and finally like realizes what's going on, and and that FB, her boss, 
has stopped contacting her uh, after the IBN 5100 was secured. No more texts from FB. I think she looks she looks at her phone and she's just like typed FB, FB over, over and over again. Yeah. Yep. And she like even says, are you FB to him? Like she's that out of it. Yeah. And uh, Karisu calls to interrupt us during this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I immediately was like, this is so dangerous. Like what if she just like gets up and stabs you while you're taking this call? But I guess not. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Karisu calls and, and, and Taro and Karisu talk about what they should do. Uh, Krisu's very, like, just take it from her by force, like, who cares, this is the, you know, this, and, and Rintaro's like, Moika killed Mayuri, like, a bunch of times in a various times that I've seen this, um, so I don't, I shouldn't feel bad about hurting her or anything. And Karisu even says, like, hey, kill her if you have to. Yeah. Krisu's like, she's gonna die anyway. <laughs> but, yikes. The, the, and it's, that's a brutal thing, but she also kind of acknowledges the fact that, like, you know, that, that, that isn't going to have, like, that's not without repercussions. Like, the act of killing someone is serious. But, uh, she, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you can't change the timeline, then you can't escape from the murder you just did, so. Rintaro is going to remember it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So. he knows that. Like, it's kind of framed, like, do it if you have to, but just remember that you're, you can escape to a timeline, but you're, you'll still. You'll still have that memory of committing a murder, you know, if you can handle it. <laughs> just do it if you have to, but just remember murder is wrong. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, thanks, my friend, <laughs> Kurisu, right, cool. my best friend. <laughs> Getting some mixed messages here, Kurisu. <laughs> I, go murder her, but it might fuck you up. Like, I know, thank you. <laughs> <That's> great. B- bye. <laughs> Text you back five minutes later. Have you done it? By the way, it's illegal, too, so don't get caught. Like, okay, thank you! Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Bye! <laughs> Thanks for the call. It's like, Snake, killing someone is illegal. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so... Thanks. So, this whole... Okay, so now we're gonna get to the point where Rintaro and Moeka have a series of fight scenes that are very drawn out. Um Yeah. He does have to physically restrain her in order to take her phone away. He chokes her, um, and uh, that's later, isn't it? First, uh, he well, first he takes her phone and runs outside, and he does that by choking her so that she lets go. Oh, yeah, okay. they have to. They have a, a smaller fight inside, and then they have another yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah, she's not responding, but she's she's the, the, the one thing she hangs on to is, is her phone. Like they, she really does not want to let that phone go. So he can't kill her. Um, but he can't bring himself to do that, of course, but he chokes her enough that she lets go of her phone and kind of, I guess, passes out, and he takes the phone and runs outside and holds her inside her apartment, like, holds the door closed. Yeah. And he takes her phone, and, and, and Krisu has has turned on the TV and everything, so the, the machine is ready, um, and he texts the line from Moika's phone with don't change models. Uh, t- t- he, uh, he thinks that her text was don't change models, and he undoes it with model change now. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, he sends the text and nothing happens. He sends more texts. Give me that phone! Like a huge fight! Don't change phones! Like, you fucking jerk off! And then he looks at the phone that he's holding in his hand. And it is the new model. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evangelion color phone. Yeah. So nothing, nothing happened. That was obviously not the message. It was, I mean, even if that's literally the text she sent, it was a coded message. It was obviously not. It was, it was the location of the IBM 5100. Come on, Rintaro, please. But also, Rintaro is sending these messages. He's sending these messages like they're advertisements, like not even considering that it needs to sound like it comes from Moeka. And it's like super new model, new model, F8, whatever, on sale now. <laughs> I like the notion of don't get that new model phone is somehow code for the IBM 5100 is at like Konmabayashi Shrine. Like that's an incredible code. Wouldn't that be great? Like she has, like she's like memorized the like keyword like pairs of yeah all the, yeah. But also, if if the way to solve that code was just like no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's in the laboratory over there. Like, <laughs> you cracked oh. the code, genius. Thanks, thanks for figuring <laughs> out that new model meant go get the thing, but don't do that. It was don't get the thing. <laughs> like each. <laughs> that second part, like, don't get the phone is, and get some takoyaki because you'll be hungry on the way. <laughs> uh. so, once he figured it out, he, he, he tries to, to look up the actual message that he, that he sent. Yeah, yeah, he checks the arrival history. But he realizes that he, yeah, he realizes that she has too many messages in her inbox, and he's too lazy to go back <laughs> and find the one that he needs. Well, he's holding the door closed <laughs> while she's, like, banging on it this whole time. Yeah, but he said it's going to take too much time, and considering that what follows is, like, hours of stalemate. Yeah, it really, really maybe should have thought about that harder, Rintaro. He should have just spent, like, the five minutes it would take to push the down arrow and get... He's so immediately fatigued by the number of messages in Moika's inbox. Yeah, he's like, the, the, the amount of emails was huge. I can't deal with that. I mean, theoretically, it could have not even been there anymore to the, the volume of how, how many messages does it hold before it is like, no, I won't hold anymore. I have to start deleting them. Inbox is full. I don't know. Uh, but so instead, he goes back into the apartment because he has to ask her some stuff. And uh, they fight for a long time. Yeah, the, the thing where she actually, she, she tries to, to get out, or she, she pounds the door with a chair for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I think a neighbor, a neighbor comes out at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so the neighbor comes and is like, what? And But it's like a real anime moment where she's just like, oh, you dumb kids, and then goes back inside. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Rintaro gets in the stalemate fight with, with Moeka. He won't give her back her phone, but he needs to rest physically restrain her so that she does not continually try to take the phone from him while he asks her questions. Um, I mean, he restrains her in a position because that's the way to hold someone down. Unfortunately, it is also a position. So he's on top of her, holding her arms down, and just and being like, "Tell me what what did you send? You know, what did you send the message and everything?" And she's screaming, and they're screaming at each other and trying to fight each other. But he has the—he's physically stronger than her, so he's like, "Well, I could just, I could just, I could keep doing this forever." Um, and it's like it's a little—it's a little sexual. He notices that her shirt came unbuttoned, and then the neighbor is like, "Hey." What's going on again? 
and she starts screaming that she's being raped and to please come help her. And he kisses her so that she doesn't scream to alert the neighbor. Yeah. So. And then she bites his song. I, I, I think, yeah, the, the, it's definitely like sexually themed, but I think, I think what the game is trying to do is trying to show the brutality of it, like by making it look like a rape. And, and I don't think it's trying to be sexy, like, to, to make it a player's... And my point is the game zooms into her boobs multiple times during this fight. Um, I kind of felt like there's a sort of, like, 80s, 90s movie trope or of, like, two people, like, struggling or fighting and then, like, kissing. Do you ever see that? Like, yeah. that kind yeah. of... Uh, that's, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like... Not that they were going for it per se, but I guess I don't know if I felt like jaded or whatever. But like it was kind of just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know, definitely. like that's kind of what it it gave me that feeling of it. I wasn't like really disturbed by this per se. It was just sort of like, yeah, I get what they're going for, and they're just kind of it's just kind of awkward, you know? Yeah, yeah, I just felt very tired by this. Yeah, anime cynical. I felt anime burned out, burned out, and burned out. End out. No, no, they don't even keep stop. Stop trying. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, weird. Just got a text from myself in the future. Oh, too late. Sorry. Oh no, my my text says Portmanteau away. <laughs> Portmanteau. Portmanteau. <laughs> you used up your whole character limit. <laughs> I will bash these two words. See, the two words are struggling, but then they kiss. All right. Anyway, so well, because every route, like every every ending we've we've seen, you know, that's like. You know, every ending is a dating ending, right? You end up with, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have your moment with Suzuha, you have your moment with Ferris, you have your moment with Luca. Like, there's no way he was going to have a moment with Moeka. And so there's no. this, like, sexualized fight. Right. But, like, yeah. I still think they were going for brutality. Like, that you weren't supposed to get that it's sexy out of it, but mm-hmm. it's brutal. And, and they clearly hate each other. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not sexualized violence, though. And And it's not... Yeah, well, it is, but not um, to get the player aroused, um, but to get a brutality through. I don't know if that distinction really matters. Like, you know. Yeah, it, it might not. It's tough. It's tough, right? Because like, yeah. it, it, it's certainly not like a pretty fight, like an an, a, 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 an an action fight. It's very brutal and very like realistic in in a kind of I way. I do want to say to the game's credit, it's written very well. The fight is written very well. All the actions are... You could imagine it. You can see it when you're reading it. It, It's very well thought out. Here's the... Like, it's... Like, if you look at the art, there's a lot... There's a lot going on. Like, her glasses are off. Her hair's down. Her shirt's kind of unbuttoned now. You know what I mean? And you have his, like, hand, like, on her. You know, it's like... You can see, like, just from that, there's that, like, sexualized element to it. But there's kind of... I don't want to say there's a lot going on in a good way, like, oh, it's complicated like a fine wine. It just feels like there's a lot here to parse, and it's tough to know exactly where they're going with it, if this is something where it's like, hey, I, like, kind of like we said, like, uh, I think D-Bag used it, like, where it's like, we every route has this sort of dating element to it, there's no reason for it, so you kind of have to have that here, but you can't, so you end up with this. Yeah, and that's probably my biggest issue, is the fact that I understand just by reading the words, definitely, that the the words themselves are fairly brutal. The art is never actually brutal. 
even mm-hmm. even the description of stuff you don't see, like you really don't see like they're like the the art dis- like um the art way of con- uh, um, conveying that she has um, black eyes is just like a sl- the slightest of tint under her eyes, which is also almost sexual. Like uh-huh. the whole like the art is sexual while the words are brutal. I guess the contrast I can understand that, but the the art still remains almost exclusively sexual. I didn't watch it, but apparently the anime has this um, scene that people regard it very highly, the way they animated it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like seeing it in motion would definitely... I think that would really convey a, a totally different yeah. thing. Like, what I was imagining when I was reading it and what the art showed were completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, ended, we end up in this stalemate. <laughs> yeah, he has to hold it for, for hours because he can't use his hands. He has to keep her pinned down. And then he realizes that he, he's getting tired while she's actually just lying down there and can, and can regain her strength. Yeah. And a, a stalemate in this situation would end up that way. Like, if someone who doesn't, like, even if you're stronger, someone who doesn't have to, like, who knows when they can resist and can choose to not resist until that moment when they do is much, um, has an advantage over someone who's just trying to hold in place. But... Uh, Rintaro has one advantage, which is that Moeka appears to be having withdrawal symptoms from not holding her phone. <laughs> so he starts to push on that, and he tells her that she is he's from the future and she's going to kill herself in four days. Um, and uh, she he kind of wears down wears her down and is like, "Look, like FB abandoned you, CERN abandoned you, or the Rounders have abandoned you." Um, like they're not coming back for you. You're gonna kill yourself, and they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything about it. Like you're you've outlived your usefulness to them, and that finally gets through gets through to her. And uh, she, what do they do? Did she send? Um, so then she agrees. Yeah, she agrees to undo the text message and uh, he and let him let him use her phone. And he tries, Rintaro tries to cancel the message, the actual message. And she says, like, I, I said that, you know, it's in Yanabashi Shrine. That's where it is. And, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, I'm going to try to cancel it by that message by saying that it's a trap. But that still doesn't work. And through talking to Moeka, he realizes that the only way that he is going to be able to get her to, to get past Moeka to like believe him or do what he says is if he was sending mail as FB. Moeka does whatever FB tells her uh, tells her to do without question. Um, and we get into is, is this where she tells him about, uh, where she tells him about how uh, she was recruited? Yeah, this part. You want to talk about how that whole Moeka's history? Um, so yes, yeah, so she was a depressed um, kid, I guess, who was about to commit suicide. Uh, and then she got like a spam email from CERN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's straight up. They admit it. They're like, oh yeah, we just send spam. You know, a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. We don't really care about security. We're just figure. We just you know, we, they are doing the whole shotgun pellet blast. Like he's just like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Boom. Somebody around there is going to respond. Also, I just want to say that when Moika says that she attempted suicide four years ago, Rintaro says, why? Um, which she doesn't answer that question, but they, what? Come on, Rintaro, <laughs> because she has depression. I don't know if you noticed, but Rintaro's not the best at anything. Rintaro. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the one thing he's done right the first, you know what I mean? 
Like, like pretty much Rintaro's whole question me, I have to undo every mistake I've made, which is everything I've ever done. Yeah. Sorry. Like, his redeeming feature is only good intentions, which we all know. <laughs> 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 Rintaro colon means well. <laughs> Aww. I love him though. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the game's depiction of depression. Because um, no. it's, it's kind of. It, it, it's actually kind of respectful uh, in one sort of way, but on the other hand, they did make the mentally depressed person the villain. Yeah. And her situation is very extreme, and yeah, which is the, the tends to be the problem with these things, yeah. Yeah, and and then she latches on to to FB, who is the only person who we she, she never met, but is the only person who actually could, seems to care about her. Mm. Um, and she latches on, on into that and basically agrees to do anything that FB asks us to, including murder. Now she's never actually met FB; they've just been speaking through emails. But they also are emailing constantly. Yeah. She emails FB all the time. She calls FB her mother. Um, yeah, she, she she emails FB and FB replies every time and is very kind to her. And apparently she never had anyone else in her life that, that was that kind to her before. Yeah, and this has all the markers of being in a cult. Like, this is just straight up, like, how you do this. How you convince people who mm. are completely vulnerable and are, like, you know, in that kind of group. And then you just... Or, you know, or online grooming in general. Yeah. We see some of the messages, yeah, from FB. And and she convinced she's convinced that FB that, that FB is a woman because she uh, FB signs the emails as um, from your mother FB. Hmm. So so Moika, uh, let's see. So she she does like he does get through to her a little bit though. Um and and he's like, look, like, what what did you do? Like, and she's like, I, I stole the the IBM fifty one hundred. I put it in this coin locker, um, the same coin locker. Uh, and uh, FB is gonna is gonna come get it, you know, is it, or picked it up from that coin locker. And so he's like, well, let's let's stake out the coin locker, and like this it, this could be. And F- FB stopped emailing her after she. Delivered. Right. Yeah, so yeah. she's kind of reluctantly working with us on the grounds that she gets to meet FB. Yeah, and he's like, why not do it? Because, like, this is gonna, this is all they're going to give you. They're not going to give you any more. Like, you might as well get something for yourself and actually at least see who FB was all this time. Like, don't you want to know? And, uh... I think she doesn't want to join him first, and, but then once he... He goes to the locker and, and waits to see who's coming, she, she joins him. Yeah, and brings him food. So I think there's also like I mean there's also obviously an element with Rintaro because he is um, so much more of a bleeding heart than he tries to act like he is you know the whole time that he is interacting with Moika from the very beginning when he sees her sort of pathetically hold up in her apartment you know he there's this tension of like if things had been different like we could have been friends you know that kind of that kind of thing of like I wish I could help this person even though he he doesn't like he is conflicted because of how like pathetic she is and how much she wants to help people it's yeah it's more like it's more like um she she's he's looking at this person is like look this is the person that kills myuri over and over again i'm gonna you know say whatever i need to do do whatever i need to do be cruel be brutal but he can't really do it right 
And she's yeah. so obviously a pawn in this once he actually learns more about FBD. I think, it's, I think it's a very human thing. Like, it, it's very, uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I, you can romanticize being cold-hearted, even to someone who's wronged you, but if you see somebody like that in general, like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His... He's got a surprising degree of emotional intelligence when he doesn't have an actual intelligence. Like, he's not <laughs> figuring these things out. <laughs> but he does kind of get when people, the repercussions of his actions and the way that people are responding to it. And he, he gets when he can see someone who's suffering. He's, you know, his empathy level is really high here. Mm. Rintaro means well. Mm-hmm. Aww. Um, so. Just after 1pm on the 13th, someone comes to the locker. Uh, it is a middle-aged man in an ill-fitting suit. Yeah, they, they actually stack the place for like 24 hours yeah. or more. Well, no, first he tries to get into the locker, and then the police... Oh, right! Oh, I love this scene. Yeah, they try to pry the locker open, and then the police come by immediately, and they, you know, take him to the station and be like, don't do that, and then they immediately go back and try it again, and they're, they're there again. And then this time they put him in jail. And the police are like, seriously, you need to stop. Rintaro even says they call his dad. They call his parents. I just, like, I forgot that Rintaro has parents. Like, I just imagine them as, like, the Charlie Brown adults. (laughs) His grandparents, apparently, like, he's never suffered a real loss before. Wow. That's a good point. Oh, my God. Poor Rintaro. Um, so he's, yeah, so he gets yelled at by his parents, and so basically he can't open the locker himself. Like, there's some sort of, like, temporal thing that is keeping him from doing it. He can't do it that way. Time's waving its finger and going, uh 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 Yeah. So that's just wrapping up that little loose end, I guess. Um, and, uh, so a, a man comes and picks up the, the IBM 5100, he meets up with another guy, and they do a bunch of handoffs, and Rintaro has to keep uh, keep time-leaping, like, one hour, two hours, three hours in the past to, to tail them all the way through, and then they just end up back where they started anyway. And uh, the final courier is one of the guys who was in the raid with Moeka, who raided their apartment, and he mm-hmm. hands off the computer to Mr. Braun. Dun, dun, he puts dun. it in his truck and drives away and takes mm-hmm. it home. Uh, what did you all think when you got to this part? I thought that he was an unwitting pawn. I, I thought yeah, that like it was there. just like a total happenstance. Like he was just buying this PC because, you know, he likes old old things and they were going to do something with it. Or ordering it for someone, like, that's how CERN covers it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... I didn't think... I'm like, nah, he's not, like, a bad guy or something, you know? Yeah. Certainly not FB. Yeah, there had to be another reason. Like, just uh, my immediately emotional reaction was... No, there has to be another reason why this... Yeah, exactly. Because he knew Suzuha. Yeah. How could Mm -hmm. could that be? Right, how? And he has such a good relationship with his daughter. He's a decent man, right? Come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, so he takes it home and uh, early the next morning so they, they continue to stake it out early next morning uh, the men from before come pick it up and they follow that car and they take uh, the computer on a flight to France which back to CERN so um, so yeah so Mr. Braun is involved in this transaction somehow and so 
uh, they time leap back in, or they just go confront him? I don't remember. They time leap back to where he still has the the computer. They they do the whole run around with the careers thing until they realize where it finally ends up, and then they time leap back to just skip all that and be where it ends up. Yeah. So they confront Mr. Braun. Rintaro thinks that FB must be Mr. Braun's wife. Yeah, he, he takes uh, Moeka with him. Mm-hmm. And they go into Mr. Braun. And I think they, they ask Kurisu to wait outside. Yeah, yeah, he involves Kurisu in this, where he's like, hey, could you help out? And he has to explain to her again. And then, so yeah, she's waiting outside while the two of them go in. So yeah, so... <laughs> I think Rintaro just like jumps right in and is like, are you involved with the rounders? And and Mr. Braun is like, Mr. Braun is very calm about it. Extremely calm. Like he just is just like, oh yeah, uh huh, yep, yep, sure. Oh, guess I'm not surprised to find you here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, did you did you betray us, Mo Four to Moeka? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then he just pulls a gun and points it at Moeka. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Mr. Braun is FB. Boo. And he and he reacts like completely coldly. Like he's like, "Yeah, you sent me so many goddamn messages. I had to I had to fake caring about you so much." FFB is short for Ferdinand Brown. Yeah, the inventor of the brown tube. Yeah. So he still get that quirky thing that he likes. So he can't be all bad, kids. So, but Rintaro, so uh, Rintaro even thinks like, is he actually this cold, or is he trying to like? Or is he not quite this cold and, like, trying to protect Moeka somehow? Um, but regardless, Rintaro suddenly finds himself with a gun being pointed at him, and he thinks to himself, well, if I have to time leap on the 16th, then I can't die here, can I? So he decides to just be, just go for it. And he's like, wait, you can't shoot us. Uh, and he tells Mr. Brown about Suzuha, and, um... That's who Suzuha was, that she was a time traveler, that she was part of the resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time he seemed surprised, Mr. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he did know Suzuha before, but I don't think she, he, he realized that she was involved in all this. Yeah, and, and he believes Rintaro. So really did have that relationship with the old Suzuha that he claimed he had. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he re- he's like trying to process this. And he just straight up explains that the rounders kill expendable people who find IBM 5100s for them. Yeah, I like this scene because it it really does shine a light on CERN, in fact, being really bad. Um, They send these emails out to people. They're looking specifically for people that are depressed or desperate or easy to manipulate. And then once they've... uh, they, they, like they've got so many of these people, and then once they've done, once they've gotten the computers, they just kill them. Yeah, and he gets like Mr. Braun specifically gets way more aggressive and like mean in the way he talks to um, Moika, and like, he's like, "Oh yeah, it was, just, it, it was easy to manipulate you. Like this is nothing." Right. Kind of the way, honestly, Rintaro probably fancies himself, but or did once. Yeah. yeah, right. So after explaining everything uh, about how the rounders kill expendable people, Mr. Braun is like, well, I'm expendable too. It's a horrible way to live. And he kills himself. Yeah. 
shoots mm. himself in the head. And I think potentially to save Moika because if he's out, like, who cares about her because she was his subordinate? I don't know. I think there's a, there's an ambiguity there that you could read that he cared more about Moika than he acted like he did. Yeah, and Rotoa figures it out fairly quickly in this in, the, in this chapter in that, like, you know, hey, it, it, like... That's why he stopped emailing her instead of just... Yeah. Letting son kill her immediately. Like, he's leaving her alone because he is the one... Probably Mr. Broad is the one responsible for taking her out. Like, he's... Like, part of his job is that he's supposed to eliminate the loose ends. And he doesn't. And then even at the end, when she's participating with this guy who's going against Cern's wishes, he still doesn't do anything. He tries to push her away and kills himself so that the person who knows her the best and can track her down and is probably responsible for killing her is eliminated from the equation. So, mm-hmm. then they realize. So he did say that Nay was there, his daughter was there, sleeping in the other room. Um, when they when they open the door, after he killed himself, to see what's going on in Nay's room, um, her window's open, and she's gone. And they think that maybe Cern kidnapped her. Uh, Carisu says she saw Nay running away, and... S- so they're like, oh, she probably saw her father die and then ran away. Yeah. But then, this is, mm-hmm. this is buck wild. But so they they lose Nay. They're like, well, we we well we we have to we to take his phone. They take his phone. <laughs> they have FB's phone. They have to go send the the D mail. So mm-hmm. they go to they go to do that, and. uh... I think there's just, like, a knock on the door. There's just a knock on the door, and Moeka opens the door. First, they, they, yeah, they, they, they go back to Moeka's apartment. Well, there's a knock on the door, and it's it's Rotoro's sudden realization that the time says that she's about to die right now. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So Moeka opens the door to her apartment, and uh, Anae's there, and she stabs Moeka in the stomach with a knife. And, uh, Nay, the daughter of Mr. Braun, who's, like, seven. Who has a kill count of greater than one. Yeah, shit, okay. And then she says, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna hunt you down, Rintaro, I'm gonna come for you in 15 years. Just do it now. Well, clearly she tried, but couldn't, right? Uh, hmm. I think she knows she can't right now. That this timeline won't permit it. And she's speaking a very cheerful, like, childish voice throughout all of this. Yeah, it's cold-blooded. It is straight-up cold-blooded. She's just like, no, I'm gonna see you in 15 years. Good luck, buddy. So, wasn't Carisu that was doing the time leap? Yeah, so at, at, at this point, you can skip the next sequence if you don't want to find out what's up with Nay. Mm-hmm. And, and you can send the, the demon straight away. Or you cannot send it and, and go after Nay. And apparently they also skipped this in the anime. So in the mm. anime, um, in the anime, actually, Mr. Brown kills Moika. Oh, they just they just skip over. And they it. skipped over the entire nice thing. They they yeah they they pulled that blood thread out of the story. Mm. Wow. So what happens if you don't send the email straight away? So nice. So if he does it. Oh, right. No, I was just gonna say. Like, so you go and you track her down. Which is just bizarre. I think he leaps back. He leaps back once again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, 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 outside. Right. He tells Moeka to go in, to go inside to meet Mister Brown by herself, and he stays outside and waits for for Nai. Yeah, with with Kurisu. Yep. But like, 
he stops Nay outside, and it seems like Nay already knows at this point and doesn't care mm. about like whether or not he was inside and involved with the murder. Mm. Yeah, and 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 so basically, yeah, uh, just just because he was involved in the steps that got Moeka inside, and she didn't stop the, the suicide, um, and the fact that you know that that the uh, uh, Rotaro's involved uh, just means that like she know, and also she knows she just straight up says, "I won't kill you now because I can't," and yeah. uh, <laughs> and that is just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this whoever is inside this child's head is someone who is older and who, and who has experienced this already. Mm-hmm. A lot older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he chases her down and finally he catches up to her. And she stabs the F out of him. a really creepy, yeah, creepy like graphic. The art is mm-hmm. disturbing for this scene. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she's Naya from the future who um, lived for, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. After she saw her father get killed, mm-hmm. and after she finally um, killed Rintaro in the future, she decided that her only choice is to go back and get revenge on Moeka as well. Mm. Yeah. So she used the time leap machine many, many times, like two days at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because that was the only <laughs> thing that was available to her was the the two day time machine yeah. one. Doesn't she need a cell phone the whole time? No, the but the time leap machine. Wait, the time leap machine does need a cell phone, right? Yeah, I guess she does. Yeah. So, so for her whole life, after this moment, she's been using a cell phone every two days. Because Rintaro, we can at least kind of say, okay, I got a plot device that he always checked his cell phone, no matter what. He's pretending to talk to this organization, and it makes him a unique candidate for use the time leap machine. But now suddenly, um. Nay's going back 15 years every two days, huh? Hmm. Got a self got a cell phone at seven? Same one? Same number for 15 years? Hmm. I don't buy it, Steins Gate. <laughs> I don't buy it at all. That's why they I can't always expl- like did Mr. Braun explain Did he I mean did he even know about the time leap machine? Because I can only think is like maybe Mr. Braun knew how about how the time leap machine worked from CERN and also explained it to her or like Well, my perspective on this is that if he's in this position where he's basically a mercenary and has a kid, this conversation probably would have come up at some point, being like, look, if you hear a gunshot, you need to just run away, or, you know, something. No, I, I, I don't think so. I, I I think she was an innocent kid. She didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. She saw her, her father got... got probably in, in, the, in the timeline she comes from, it didn't go the way it, it, it did. Right. Maybe even someone else kills her father. Maybe Rintaro or Moeka killed. killed mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, one thing I do think is that uh, one reason that FB kills himself is because by that point, the future now is, is already inside Kid Nye's body, and he must mm-hmm. have noticed. Mm. Mm. I don't know. She's, I, I... she's probably been there for like a day, and, and he must have noticed something is wrong with his kid. Yeah. Mm. I didn't think of that. I was thinking it was just kind of like, that's his way of protecting her. Like, there's no point in going after her if I'm already dead. Yeah, because he turned in... He turned in the IBN, so he's going to get killed anyway. So he might as well do it himself to at least protect his kid, I guess. I get, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not super happy with this entire plot thread, truthfully. So I'm, 
a little cynical toward it, but whatever. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I think I think my big takeaway from this chapter is that it doesn't feel earned. Like it doesn't feel like there's been enough indicators. Or it doesn't feel like there's been enough. Like you know, the, 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 they haven't alluded to things that could make Mister Braun questionable. It's more like, oh yeah, this is this guy. It's kind of a simplistic portrayal of him and his child. But it's it's just this is all we're gonna do, and we aren't gonna like hint in any way that something else could be going on. And then drastic cut. And sometimes those feel like it's a little too hard. It does explain a lot of things, though, that if you um, keep uh, think about it. It does explain why they have a direct connection to CERN from Oh, yeah, from the place, for sure. From the shop. Yeah. It's, it's not because of them. It was because he was, he, he was living there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. his connection to CERN. But wait, well, why would CERN have a direct connection on the internet just to some dude that will eventually do a job if they could figure out where it was? But they don't know for sure that he knows where the IBN is, do they? Well, he's not, he's not, he's, he's not really a pawn. He's like middle management. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the perks of working at CERN is you get a direct connection <laughs> to... Yeah. Fuck Google Fiber, buddy. We got you. <laughs> it also does kind of explain why um, there was an attack from Moekai and, and the squad mm. in early end timelines, but, but then they didn't attack anymore. Because... When they did attack, it was immediately after they first completed the uh, time leap machine, and they talked about it, and they talked about it in the lab, and talked about how they were going to turn it in. They didn't know what to do and was going to turn it in. And probably anything said in the lab, Mr. Brown could hear, because they probably had some listening devices yeah. over there. So we decided to, to stage an attack. But then after entire time leaps... They never have this conversation again, and, and he mostly talks with Chris who outside. They don't really talk much in the, in the lab itself. Yeah. That explains why the attack never, never happens again, and why... And, and yeah. yeah, it makes sense that there was like a person who was more directly active in monitoring them, rather than like relying purely on time travel <laughs> to like undo things after they happen. Yeah, and I guess with... Um... Cern's kind of scattershot approach to recruiting people in the past. <laughs> uh, it makes sense that you're just like, I don't know, we got we got a hold on this guy. We'll just see if we can get him to do it. And if he doesn't do it, then we'll just, you know, we're just going to use the time machine to get back to somebody else and fi- find another person. Because, like, who gives it? Who cares about the repercussions of us trying to recruit people by scattershot stuff? Because it doesn't make any difference. All we find is the person who gets us to the correct timeline, and then we don't care about the other stuff. I, but I kind of get that you care about the IBM 5100 and that's your goal, but like you just found somebody else who made a time machine and your operative owns the shop that contains a key component that's making it work. But they want it, they want it to work. They want it to work? Yeah. I mean, they want this technology to be developed. They just want to seize it at the proper time. Yeah. Remember, because they can't, they can't do it. They can't. They're, they ha- they're having problems inventing their time machine at the current moment. Uh, I think the fact that Rintara ended up like living oh, that's in right, Mr. That's Brown's right. place and, and inventing a time machine there is like coincidence it's like, or fate or whatever. Right. It's but that's, yeah. that's what bugs me about the whole thing. It's like it's a big coincidence that he's in Mr. on top of Mr. Braun's shop, which causes the lifter because of the cathode ray tube stuff. And also, just to add to that coincidence, now we're going to pile on also the guy who owns the cathode ray tube. He's he's one of CERN's operatives, or becomes one, I guess, in an alternate time. It's just it's it's very, I don't know. It's very I don't know. I think it became one. They never explain why he became a CERN like uh, agent, but 
Probably because he was poor. He, he, he talks about it a couple of times. He was in trouble in the past, and Suzu helped him. Probably had no money, and he got dragged into it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's like a bad guy, like initially. They probably directly targeted him once, you know, it became clear that he was necessary as well. So they probably fig- would figure out a way. Yeah, in essence, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, with very poor... Like, it seems like still that that, that there's not a lot of... Uh, like, the, it, traveling back is not an exact science. This this time travel is not exact. So it's, a, it's almost like they're trying to get back to penicillin. To the, the, like they're right. like, hey, we we gotta find a way to, to to co-op this creation of penicillin, but we can't in any way influence all these weird factors that led to it being discovered. So, um, so I just want to say before we move forward, like this, like weirdness with Nay, um, like I also had like the same feeling that something like like Nay time leaping was gonna was gonna explain like when she pushed accidentally pushes Mayuri into the train like way 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 back when mm. Rintaro was seeing Mayuri die a bunch of times cause like she's like weirdly involved in that and I don't know I just thought I thought maybe those things are gonna end up I don't know maybe in multiple timelines Nay is also time leaping for some reason yeah, and I, I agree that the, the, the entire Nay thing is unrealistic it, it like probably couldn't happen this way but, uh, but, but I, but I like it because of the gimmick. I mean, I like, I like this um, concept of someone just traveling back in time, two days at a time, fifteen years. I, I like that and too. And probably getting crazy. Oh uh, yeah. Because they did talk about oh, yeah. about how, like, if you take your brain and you send it back to when you were a kid, it would probably mess and, you up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm being a nitpicky jerk, but I'm still, I like, the minute that happened, I'm like, no, you didn't do that with the time leap machine, at least not the one we're talking about. Yeah, I had kind of expected it to just be, like, a future one that was more powerful. I've, I was figuring maybe they'd gloss over it, and that's how, but... She she, she does say she she, she leaped many times more than necessary, because it wasn't always easy to get back to the time leap machine or do what she had to do. Mm. Mm. Oh, boy. So... Mm-hmm. That happened. Um, so as so, let's let's go back to what where we left off, which is that Moeka was stabbed and she dies. And as she dies, she says she's sorry for killing Mayuri. Even uh, I guess her memories. I, th- I think she she remembers it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Rintaro sends the mail from FB's phone, and the world line shifts. And he says he forgives her before she dies. Yeah. And uh, when the world line shifts. He's still in the apartment. He's with Moeka. She is still alive. And they're, it's a nice day. And they're both having some delicious Dr. P. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Moeka was in the middle of telling Rintaro that she doesn't need the IBN 5100 anymore, that her supervisor told her so. And when he returns to the lab, 5100 is, in fact, back in the lab. Yeah. Um, he immediately wants to get Daru to... Uh, to hack CERN and and do do the thing, but it's the day of Komima and Daru is not there because he's at the con. Uh, Rotaru is impatient, so he leaps back in time. I like this one. It's like, oh, I don't have time to wait for that. I'm just going to time travel just out of convenience now. What a goober. Um, so he explains the situation to Karisu and Daru and we've reached the first D-mail of the game. But what 
What was that first email, everyone? <laughs> what has what has Okabe Rintaro not realized until this exact moment in time? Mm-hmm. The first email saves Kurosu. Dun dun dun. The original timeline was one where Makise Kurisu dies. All he's good at is good intentions. <laughs> yeah. El Saikonguru. Uh, El Saikonguru. El Is that really how we're ending it? We can stop. I guess, yeah. yeah. No, stop. We, we, I, 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 no, I, I should explain what we're doing oh, next right. time. Because it's right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Did that's right. No, the game cool. just ends right, right there. I, I, game over. Okay. Um, so next time we're actually going to see two endings. What? Wow. To, yeah. And it's also, it, it's, we aren't actually going to read more than we usually do, but we do have to replay the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do it on fast forward. Okay. So, um, uh, continue reading until you get to an ending. That's the game's um, regular ending, the one mm-hmm. that most people will get on the first try. Okay. Um, and then we have to go back to that um, decision in Chapter 4 that I told you about. Okay. Do you remember it? Yeah, the one where we have to write the report, or Chris is like, do you write that report? Like when we're outside yeah. on the bench with uh, Nay and the bicycle. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so that um, email is the first in a long, a very long series of emails that you have to act to, to answer um, one, one specific way. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the way the game works is, is like that. If, if you, if you um, do that chain of emails um, on Chapter 4, if, mm-hmm. we, if you get to it on Chapter 4, then you get the second regular ending, which we want to see. Um, so all, all you have to do is, is get to chapter four with that sequence. But then if, if you actually keep going through the game and there are many more emails in that chain and you get all of them right, you get to see the true ending. Hmm. So what we want to do is to do um, all of them right, except for the very last one in the last chapter, okay. so that we can see the, the, the second regular ending first. Mm-hmm. And then for the chapter after that, we'll just redo that one and get the true ending. And... I will post um, the actual choice that we have to do in the chat because there are many of them. Uh, and if anyone is listening, they can go look at the walkthrough because there's no yeah. other way to do it. Yeah. And we, we can f- fast forward to the game. It, it's actually really fast. It's like 20 minutes and you're to the entire thing. And, uh, but, but throughout the game, when you actually do pick the correct options, uh, there are some extra scenes that happen uh, and the game will pause when these things happen, you can read them. Um, so don't skip over those. Gotcha. And that's it. Well, thanks for that. I'll sigh congruent again. <laughs> the easy. Congru- ever- <laughs> <laughs>